0: Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always
1: a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three, and I have three. My name's Hallie, and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi, and I love agriculture.
0: My name's Carter, and I love eating. My name's Chase, and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer, and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane, and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun and all the mess challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs and community knowing you are not alone in this mess.
1: We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in.
0: This episode of blended blessed and always a mess is sponsored by the children's book feathers matter. As our kids grow up, They face challenges in their life, and knowing their self-worth and their value is crucial to face the headwinds. Purchase this beautiful story to read to your kids and grandkids and start the conversation with them at a young age. They are worthy, they matter, and their feathers matter. You can find the link to order on our blended blessed always a mess.com page. Mention code hashtag blessed for an autographed copy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended Blessed and Always A Mess, where we thought we would dive into one of the topics that uh, kind of originated this podcast, and that is about one of the hardest jobs in life, parenting.
1: It's brutal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's It's rewarding.
1: It's, uh, it's yes, a kick in it's, the... B-
0: but it's a kick in the gut.
1: It's painful beauty.
0: There you go. It, parenting painful, is painful beauty.
1: It's beautiful. Then it's painful. Then it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's this seesaw effect.
0: Yeah. Seesaw <laughs> very much. It is up. It is down. I would say before we dive into that, you know, it's been two and a half months now since you released the book Feathers Matter. And I don't know. I'm sure for you, it's even a greater sense of accomplishment and achievement. But for me, every time you get a book order, it's still super exciting to me.
1: It is. It still feels like surreal that I look back and I think, did I really do that amidst all of the pain and heartache? It still kind of surprises me. We recently did a little exercise that I'm sure we'll talk about in detail on another podcast, but it was listing out your top 20 memorable moments and best
0: moments list.
1: Yes. And I made summer's list, which just made me smile. It was watching my mom publish a children's book. And so it's cool to see that your kiddos are equally like excited and proud along with your husband and just agree. Like we continue to receive orders for feathers matter. And I love putting labels on each package I send out because I don't know if Everybody realizes this, but like I have all the books and I do all of the shipping when the orders come out. So I get to package up every book that is sold, unless obviously it's in stores. So we have quite a few boutique stores. But I also wanted to share, and I've, I've mentioned this before, but just wanted to kind of share it again, that I have written the second book that is a series. So it follows on from The Feathers Matter, and it's going to be titled, Are You With Me? And I wrote it when I took a solo trip to Hallie's house. I sat on the beach by myself, watched the waves, just complete silence, and really thought about what I wanted the next book to feel like and what vibe I wanted it to give out. And it's really the only thing I could keep coming back to was Bravery, like it has to be about being brave because we've all had to be so brave in the last 15 months, and our kids every day have to be brave whether they're going to school and facing a bully or you know struggles that they have in life, and they have to get up every day and fight through that too, just like we still have to do as adults. And so, anyway, this past weekend I met with my bestie Terry. Engelbrecht and her daughter, Kenzie Engelbrecht, which you recognize the name. She was the illustrator of my first book and obviously going to be the illustrator of my second book. And we started reviewing what we think the illustrations might look like. So just sharing a little bit of glimpse in the process, I write out the manuscript and I divide it up into pages. So it's like, okay, I want this, these two sentences to be on the first page and there's a one and two page spread, and then we I break it all out, and then Kenzie and Terry and I meet and we talk about each page and I talk about like kind of what I feel like would be some ideas around illustrations, but very minimal. And then Kenzie takes it all in, and then she starts working on the drawing. So that's where we're we're at. I will say that it <laughs> it's This is such, such a heavy weight. Like, I just don't know if you guys, if you haven't been through it to imagine what it feels like to just carry like a thousand pounds on your back. Like that's what it feels like every day. And it's heavy. And over time you get used to carrying that weight, but that weight never goes away. It has not gotten lighter. So then you look for things that give you a little bit of pep in your step, or what's what was Chase saying this last week over? Pepa stepa. Your your lemon pep yeah, I don't, I don't even know where what he came said. from, but anyway, so your puts a little pep in your step, and you try to hold on to those things because it makes the load feel just a little bit lighter. And meeting with them at high rise just gave me a little bit of boost in my energy. And I I do think it's going to be another beautiful story. I think as anything, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I'm just super excited to share it with you. It's another book that's based on actual things happening to me that's directly connected back to Hallie. So I cannot wait to share it with you.
0: And I think, can we just be, as you talk about the thousand pound weight I see Angie carrying it daily. And if we're just being honest, the someday, sometimes the weight is heavier than others. And th- this has been a hard week for you. I mean, you've had some, some moments. I've
1: shared more about it being a hard week. I um...
0: Yes, but I would say Monday night that all the tears, you haven't had a hard cry to sleep yeah, like that in a while. Damn it, I... That was a hard one. Jesse... And Summer was worried. And I mean, I...
1: Jesse put fake eyelashes on me. And there's something about fake eyelashes that. <laughs> Like, just make your eyes pop. And I have not had them for a long time. And Actually, Summer put them on me first. She wanted to try them out. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Put them on me. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Mom. Even Chase was like, Mom, you look actually, you look young. Okay, thank you.
0: I was like, oh, God, beautiful.
1: (laughs) So I had her put them on me again because they don't stay on that long. But these, it was like a week. And Monday night, they okay, fake eyelashes do not withstand that kind of storm. <laughs> <laughs> it was The next morning, half of them were hanging off. They were a mess. I had to take them off. But.
0: I would just say to this, it was, uh, this I, I would look at this as a growth in our journey because in the past, if she would have broke down like this and left the room, I would have followed and tried to fix. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get out of bed. I just, I, I'd let her go. And then I realized she was in Summer's room because Summer was like worried and messaging me. And then she came back to our room, went into the bathroom, and I could just hear her crying there. And I just never got up.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And then, (laughs) and then when you finally did come to bed, I hugged you well, but I didn't. And so for us, that is kind of a little bit of learning.
1: Learning what each other needs because everybody's so different. And what happened Monday night was I came across this video of Hallie. I'm get teary eyed, but of Hallie at Levi's baptism. And I don't know what it was about that video. I'd seen it before, but it just like cut me like a knife right through my heart when I didn't think it could cut it anymore. But she was so happy and she just was standing there and she was looking at Eric and she was looking at Levi and just had this like big smile on her face full of joy. And I kept watching that video of like, just seeing her face. And I shared it with a couple people close to us. And I'm just like, zoom in on her face. Like look at her face and how happy she was. And
0: I remember when we went to, so Levi is my baby sister's firstborn. And they asked my sister and brother-in-law ask Hallie and myself to be his godparents. And how I remember going to dinner in the mask, and she was so excited, and she loved that she, little boy and being yeah. his godmother. And she had she had already bought his Christmas gift right before she passed away last year. I mean, she was she
1: loved loves him. She still loves him. Yes, she, I think he sh- She shows up. Him. Yeah,
0: she shows up for him in his room. They say,
1: but yeah, that. So I ran across that video, watched it, and then. I just sink, like I just, that weight gets so freaking heavy, and then you spiral a little bit of like, I hate this, I hate that I am going to have to carry this so fucking heavy, and the mom has to carry it more than anybody, and so anyway, so I crawl in bed, and I just like can't, I just can't catch my breath I can't get and uh, and then I'm like you know what I just want to go hug summer I have my kids still here and I'm just gonna go in there and hug her normally I would hide normally I would not want her to see me upset because I know they worry about it but I just kept thinking I just want to go give summer a hug so I went in there and cried with her and yes then I went in the bathroom and sat and I did think please Eric don't come in here don't come in here so I'm glad you didn't, because for me, and everybody's different, for me, I just want to be able to let it all out, and when people come around me when I'm at that level, then I feel like I have to stop. Like I feel like I have to get myself under control, and there are times when you just need to let it out, but I personally just can't like let it out when I feel like someone's standing there staring at me and wanting to fix it, then I just, I stop, I hold it back. And I, and I do that when I'm around people, like people probably think she never cries. Oh, I cry all the time. I just cry to myself. And it, it's just because when I'm around people, I immediately like feel like, Oh, I need it. I just can't, yeah. I just don't cry.
0: It was, it was difficult because I, I'm learning how you would prefer to do that. And so it was hard to just lay in bed and hear you cry in the other room and wait but I'm clearly, as you just said, it was a it was a growth moment for our marriage, I guess. Yeah, in that regard. No,
1: I did appreciate that, and I know that's hard for you.
0: Yeah, I want to fix it. I want to hold yeah. you. I want to be there for you. So yeah, and now we're already like halfway through this episode. With we probably forty five minutes to go. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna lock in. We're gonna lock and load.
1: Well, I we got completely sidetracked. I did want to share though something beautiful happened after that. So I met with Kenzie, then Monday night, I had the rough night. And then Kenzie ends up messaging me. And she's like, Oh, my gosh, I'm never gonna believe this. So she has a brother and a sister. And her brother was shopping with his with Terry, his mom, and came across these squishmallows at the store and decided that he wanted to buy one for each of his sisters. So if you're not familiar with what a Squishmallow is, it's like this stuffed animal. It's like a pillow kind of, but it's a stuffed animal. And they usually have names and traits about them. Summer's got a couple of them. So he gets her a cow and gets his other sister, I think, like a penguin or something. I don't remember okay. what he right. got her. And so he gives it to her. And when he gives it to her, she's like, This isn't a cow, this is a horse. And she was like, It kind of looks like Phoenix. So just keep in mind, we met with her, talked about the book, Phoenix, obviously. Phoenix the horse is going to be part of the next book. And anyway, so she goes to Bible study that night and w- brought it with her and was talking to this group of girls. And one of the girls said, Hey, the name of that horse, isn't that the name of the girl you did the illustrations for? And the name of the horse is Philip. And then when you look in the tag, its character trait or what it is good at is watercolor. Wow. Which is exactly how she did the drawings for the book. Now, if that's not a sign from Hallie saying, I love what you're doing with the book. Mm -hmm. I love that it's going to be about my horse. And So cool. Like for Kenzie, when she when he thought it was a cow and it ended up being a horse named Philip that does watercolor, like what in the world? I shared that story with my sister Jesse, and Liza absolutely loves horses, and she's like, Liza has the exact same squishmallow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so cool. So that's some definitely some goodness for the soul. But do you know what else is good for the soul?
0: Um, I mean, hugging, hand holding, kissing. There's a recent study I just read it.
1: That well, is for people that like to be touched. Did who did not, they serve? The survey. study
0: didn't say that. It said that people holding hands passes endorphins through your body and it makes people feel better. That Same was with probably hugging, a dude study. Kissing.
1: I bet that was solely based You'd on guys. You kiss for 60 seconds but, a day. Oh
0: That's God. a big...
1: No, what no? I so what was, what was going to share applies to everybody.
0: I think what I said a
1: applies husband to or wife.
0: Okay. All or right.
1: children okay. or adults who can't <laughs> hold hands anymore because they're All like right. in a nursing home or something.
0: What What were you going to say?
1: Sunshine. Oh. Sunshine.
0: Love it. We love had the sunshine.
1: So much sunshine lately.
0: Sunshine. And it's on my shoulders <laughs> makes me happy. John Denver's one of my dad's favorites. Sunshine always makes me high.
1: Well, I do feel high when I'm sitting outside, so go. then I'm like, okay. John Denver was
0: not that John Denver was full of shit. He
1: was something. Threw her off. You did. That's something, That's how good a singing it was. Well, I just, I try to grasp on anything that makes me feel good. And there's something about sitting outside or just having sun rays shine on your face. And I'm like, why does this feel so good? Immediately. I
0: mean, it, it feels amazing is like, what it you does. You walk
1: outside and the sun's on your face. And like this morning, the birds were chirping. Which I
0: love. Like, you can like smell spring in the yes, air.
1: It's like new beginnings. Or...
0: Oh, God, you look, you, I know you. <laughs> you looked <laughs> it up. Go ahead and say you, it. You looked it up. No,
1: I'm waiting for you to say your word. Rebirth. Yes.
0: But it is but like yes, rebirth, but I did. you looked it up, didn't Hell you? Hell yes, I okay. looked it up All because right. I'm
1: like, I want to know, like, am I making this up? Or like, why does it feel <laughs> so good to my soul?
0: That is the difference between Eric and Angie. It's like, I just be like, son. You yeah, just believe it. And I want to know what That's the actual right.
1: benefits are.
0: I believe it. and She wants to know. Here we go.
1: Yeah. So it's so good for your face and your skin. Obviously in moderation, you don't want to go get sunburned. You need to wear sunscreen if you're going to be outside for a prolonged period of time.
0: Okay. Time out. Time out. You're just reading that so we don't get sued.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My wife
0: doesn't use sunscreen. Okay. I've tried to get her to use sunscreen. Only times I can get that is like if we're in like Mexico or the Caribbean... I've gotten her to wear it because she's like rashes up on her chest and stuff. Yeah, after a I get while. hives
1: if I have like yes. prolonged heat exposure. So,
0: but yes, you should wear sunscreen.
1: But it's like an anti-inflammatory effects from UV light. It helps reduce redness, swelling, inflammation, which is amazing because we're all inflamed <laughs> some way or another.
0: Amen to that.
1: And then obviously we all know it provides vitamin D, but, but do you know what vitamin d is actually good for
0: i just know you just know
1: it provides the vitamin
0: during d. COVID. it was like get outside for vitamin yes. d and yeah. it made people feel better it's got some kind of health property
1: it like supports your bone and muscle health i didn't know some of this stuff regulates your blood pressure regulates your immune system which is why for COVID it said get outside it's great for maintaining the health of your blood vessels it keeps your brain working well, and it regulates your blood sugar. That's what vitamin D does. So you get outside and get vitamin D. You get all of those benefits.
0: Love it. Fantastic.
1: It strengthens your bones, kills bacteria, better sleep, improves mood, and lowers cortisol levels. It definitely which definitely gives me
0: like an improved mood.
1: Yes. But lowering cortisol levels, mine are all over the board because of fight or flight. So that's just like 10 minutes a day. If you have lighter skin... 10 minutes a day. If you have darker skin, it's 20 to 40 minutes. I and Angie, so I feel like... we look
0: semi like we could be like from a, a central American country. Really? We have a little bit darker complexion.
1: What? So what? 40 minutes. Yeah.
0: We're good at 40. <laughs> oh, God. Take me outside.
1: So get outside. If you're feeling low, like Watch there's Watch the YouTube something... video.
0: Look at the glow. This is the way we tan. Oh my
1: God. We should not do these late at night. <laughs>
0: I'm drinking my chamomile tea over here and it is fantastic.
1: Mm, my God. I do actually want to dive into that was a serious topic, but I do want to dive into an actual serious topic. Parenting. How you started it with parenting. Because we actually have not I don't feel like we've talked about parenting like we used to when we started the podcast. Because that was like top of mind. Like, how do you blend families? How, why is this so hard? All the parenting struggles times a thousand when you're blending. And obviously we don't get a break from parenting. Like we still have to parent even when we have this huge weight on our shoulders and we're crying every night. It's harder now. We don't get a break. So it's like way more challenging. And I feel like as a parent, like we worry the most about not messing up our kids. I feel like that you just want your kids to be okay and you don't want them to have to struggle. And so that's always been a thing for most parents, I feel like. And a week or so ago, we went to church and this rarely happens to me, but I kind of got triggered with the sermon and it was kind of like, it angered, I, it angered I was you. irritated. Yeah. I was irritated and only because of my own talk track in some ways, but the pastor talked about how it's easier for those with needs to get to heaven than those with all the blessings. We're on the book of Luke, chapter eighteen, verse twenty five. I don't remember I don't know. where that was, but, but it's we're basically in the book of he Luke. used the analogy what it reminded me of was the analogy of like it's easier for a camel to go through an eat eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God.
0: Well Jesus said that, so
1: what I say? He said,
0: he used an analogy. No, Jesus said that. Well, I
1: was talking about the past. Yeah, sorry. You can tell I'm really schooled on yeah. the Bible that stuff. Was funny.
0: Well, he used an analogy. You mean Jesus?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was his analogy. Right. That's Jesus' said, parable, yes. Okay. His parable, sorry. Same thing. I'm going to an Analogy, fine. That's it. I'm Googling were... if it's a parable or analogy. I and she it's the will. same thing.
0: She'll let me know after this is over. I
1: will post it in our comments.
0: Okay. All right. So anyway, Jesus says easier for someone to go through the eye, a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That is true, apparently, but it triggered you something. It
1: triggered me because I, (laughs) I don't even know how to say this though. It's sounding bad, but like I shared this before that. My mantra, my talk track for a while was like create your own reality and I'm in charge and I've worked really hard in my career to get where I'm at to where our, I can do stuff with my kids and we can go on trips and like all that stuff. And I believed that I was like in control. I did believe that. And that, you know, you're blessed when you work hard and you do all the right things and all of that stuff like that. That mantra I was not relying on. God. I was relying on myself. And, you know, when Eric and I met, I started down this journey of my faith and starting to recognize that in myself and my beliefs and where I've steered wrong in that. But I did not lean on God and trust in him fully until I lost Hallie. So it triggered me because I feel like I am poor in spirit. I need God. I understand what faith is now and how to trust him. Now, and then I started thinking, okay, did I cause this? What if I had stronger faith and was more poor in spirit before this? Would I have like learned my lesson? Would I have lost Hallie? Would I have needed to go through all that because I already trusted God? That was like my talk track of like, well, why would that happen? Like, am I, am I? partly responsible for this lesson that I had to learn. And it just started, my mind started going in circles, analyzing the message, which makes me look forward to our next guest on our podcast. It drops after this is one of the pastors at the crossing and talking about grief and the why, because I feel like that's everyone's number one question. Like, why did this happen? And understanding more of that.
0: As I said to Angie, like, and this happens to me too, where I feel like I've been responsible for something, and that's the the devil, the 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 evil one wants into our hearts to make us think that God doesn't love us and God has punished us, and that's the, the I think the, the it's thing the we why,
1: it's the why, and it's like you start. I always want to understand why, like why, is son, like good for you, right?
0: <laughs> yes, she. But does. like,
1: why did this happen? I know what caused it. I know you know terrible decisions were made. And that's what caused it. But then you start thinking about higher power and all of that. And so you start thinking about why. And it's like, well, I wasn't like, I didn't put everything in the hands of God. And, you know, so you just start questioning that. But I think it leads into the parenting of like, could I have done something more? I, that is still like haunts me. Because I had that gut instinct and that will just probably always mess with me. But
0: other than lock her in a room and tie her up, I don't know what else you were gonna do.
1: No, I know, but and it's, it's you like just how it's fix, kids now. you want them to you want your kids to be okay. And I, I knew know, she wasn't going to be okay. I knew the path she was going down to was not what she wanted out of life. And you don't want them to be in pain. You don't you want to try to make things as easy as possible for them. You want to protect them from pain. You know, just do all those things. But, but at the end of the day, like as parents, I feel like the hardest struggle is you really don't know what you're doing. You don't know what
0: and then try being a bonus the future parent.
1: looks like. Yes. Then you try to throw in a bonus parent, which, oh my gosh, that's still, I don't think you will ever have that dance figured out. We think I, it's <sighs> like a two step forward, one step back where. I think. We were in a really good spot. And then when your family goes through something so excruciating and so traumatic, it's like we are back to trying to rebuild everything, rebuild who we are as parents, rebuild our relationship with our kids. Like it's a complete, complete roller coaster.
0: Do you feel like I feel this way? You can tell me if I'm wrong. I think that bonus parenting is a harder job for me now. It was already hard enough. Like we had the first season episode where it's like, you're the devil, blah, blah, blah. It's even harder for me now because, you know, my kids have always like, you've been like a great thing for them. And now they even have all this pain for you with you. And then I'm trying to hold you up when you're in pain, trying to help parent my own kids, your kids, when they're in pain, and worried about you and worried about their dad and missing their sister. And it's like,
1: it's more complex than it ever was before.
0: It's hard. And I, I do, it's, it's, I do sometimes think, man, this is uh Oh, I am, I am paddling just to stay afloat. Some, yeah. sometimes. Oh,
1: for sure. It is definitely more complex than what we could have even imagined when we first decided we should start the podcast. Mm-hmm, sure. To try to parent. in and, I mean, there's just, there's so many triggers throughout. There's more triggers now for our kids than we ever had before. And I feel like we all have to reconnect and relearn who we are, how we respond to situations, what maybe wouldn't have upset them 15 months ago now upset them, or they think about things differently. And it's like, we're back to trying to figure out new ways to parent and you know, as we were talking about this, cause we've had some parenting challenges recently where it's just like, we're scratching our heads. Like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do in this situation. You know, we kind of go back to figuring out what are, what are those foundational things that we need to go back to from a parenting lens? Like what, what are the basics that we have to make sure that we're providing to our kids? And it's, I think the number one is that, that's one, one thing we said from the very beginning is that we provide a safe home for our kids, mm-hmm. that they will feel safe in our home. And I think leading, leading that as like, that's our guide point. That's our North Star is like, we want our house to be safe for our kids. That helps sort of recenter where we're at and conversations that we should have or, or shouldn't have. I mean, there's times too, where I think, are the kids like me where, You know, if I'm upset about something, I just need to get through it, work through it before I want to talk about it type of thing, you know, because there's times where the car rides are quiet and it maybe used to not be that way, but I feel like we kind of just don't have the energy either. Sometimes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's
0: definitely making me more. I had lunch with my friend David last week who leads worship of the crossing and, and he helped perform at highly celebration of life. And he had just finished coming up with this pyramid concept of the bottom layer of the pyramid is the base. That's God trust the source. So he would say, trust the source. And then the second phase is give grace, give grace to yourself, give grace to your kids, give grace to your wife, whomever that might be. And then the top of the pyramid is, is patience and learning to be patient while the things played themselves out. And we have referenced that just in the last week since I had lunch with him, several times just between you and I, where we'll yeah. say, trust the source. I've trust. messaged back and forth with him. Just trust the source. Trust that God will show up. God will provide. We will figure this out. But it is, I have found myself too, because we've had instances where it's like, I've got to give these kids grace for going through things that they didn't want to go through. And I've got to be patient with yeah. them, with my own heart, but with all the things And so I do like his analogy of the pyramid and where that's going, because it is, it's a lot right now.
1: Well, that's the only thing you can do is trust God, trust that you're keeping him at the center of what you're trying to teach your kids to, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to let them go on their own. And you want to make sure that they have the tools, they're equipped with the tools to face life's challenges. Now they have faced the worst challenges of their life. And but we have to lean on God too. Like it's, it's so hard when you don't know if you're doing the right thing or not. You know, and again, in like you China, said earlier, as a parent, right. we don't know. You don't know, and and then you put on top of that that we're grieving, which grief is such a crazy thing because it's such a sudden loss that you are so unprepared in all aspects of your life. There's no way you could possibly prepare for the emotional, physical, spiritual overload of emotions and just your whole mental system is just completely unraveled all at once. Like instantly you are completely messed up. And then they they call it like bereaved parenting. It's like you're engaging in your loss and going through this terrible time. And instead of living that out, you also have to then turn around And rebuild your life and your family and still be a parent. And they all like overlap and it's completely messy. Like one thing doesn't take precedence over the other. And you can't like check out of it. Like, I I mean, being completely honest, there's a lot of times where it's like, I'm so tired. I don't want to have to deal with parenting stuff or I don't want to have to deal with feeling this way because I lost Hallie. But neither one of those do I get a check out of. You still have to deal with it. So, I, we did sit down and kind of talk through like, okay, so what are those foundational elements? So we thought we would share that with you. We touched on a couple of them of like, God has to be your number one trust factor the source. and trust him. Trust that you're doing the right thing. Keep him as your guiding principles and guiding light. Make sure that you're keeping your, your home feeling safe and peaceful for the kids as much as you can. Like there are a lot of times our house is crazy. Because we have kids. We have three boys and a girl at home. And you talk about three boys in Picking one girl. Picking on a girl. Picking on one girl. It's crazy land most of the time. So that stresses me All those me boys, out. she
0: gets everything. And I'm like, you treat her like shit. Like, what? I mean, they do. Yeah, they treat they, her awful. But then they want to be like, she gets everything. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, So maybe- that
1: part weighs on me. Because I do want it to be a peaceful house and safe. And there's no way you can get rid of sibling rivalry. Right. And not <laughs> I mean, only that, no way.
0: and that's just part of why I think it's harder on me is that I have always been the, at the end of the day, I'm the man of the household and we still, while Angie is the queen. the queen bee and she <laughs> is, everyone would tell you she runs this I house. I don't like
1: that term man of the household, but I would say you have the voice of authority when it comes that's to the to kids.
0: It. It's you, you run the home. You just do. And I've said to you, this is, this is only, it's just a, a house when you're not here. You make this a home when you're traveling. So you make this a home. But from an authoritative standpoint, that's my job. Yeah. And she doesn't like it when things are loud and crazy. But sometimes as a parent, you have to be loud and you can't, if you're a parent, if you're, I will say this. No, if I
1: don't, I don't agree with that. I'm saying what I was alluding to earlier was the, when the kids are loud and crazy and fighting and they just want it to be peaceful. Like, I don't like that when it gets like all crazy
0: and they're fighting
1: and they're fighting.
0: I don't feel like she likes it when I'm parenting in certain but I, ways. I'm
1: saying a lot of the times you don't, you really don't have to go.
0: And I've toned that down, but I am <laughs> the voice, as she said, of authority of
1: authority.
0: And so with that, that's part of why it makes my job at parenting harder because I'm then the asshole with the kids. It's very rare that Angie's ever an ass. No,
1: if they don't want to do something, I just pause it, earn it. It's pretty simple.
0: I, I am the <laughs> asshole for getting on to them about chores and about things. Yeah. And you're so the bad guy. For I'm sure. the bad I play bad cop and that's a hard mm. job. But I would say that if you're parenting and your children like you all the time, I don't think that's good. No. I don't I just don't because kids don't make that many they're no, they don't make that many good choices. Right, Kids aren't making a good choice every second.
1: Hey, even I lost my freaking mind a couple Sundays ago, which we can, she did.
0: We can talk about that we later can time.
1: Get to that in a minute because I do want to share things that we're trying to be mindful of to keep us centered when you're already like totally drained anyway from just our life.
0: All right. So next thing to be mindful of then. Let's go back there.
1: Next thing to be mindful of is meeting the kids where they are and trying to adjust. Angie's
0: better at this than I am.
1: Even though it's maybe what we wouldn't have normally done before we lost Hallie, that's something that we have recognized through this whole process is like, sometimes you're going to have to change your thinking because of trauma, because of grief. And we've had to just try to regroup sometimes and meet, try to meet the kids where they are in their season of life because we're all so different. That's hard because you may be, you know, like, no, this is the way it is. But it's a balance because a lot of times they want the structure and they need the structure that was there.
0: They're never going to say that.
1: No, but yeah, because we had that conversation. I'm like, one day when you have kids, you know, every parent does that. Well, whenever you have kids and you're going to be the same way, i I will never be like this. Yeah, I said you know? to Chase,
0: I was yeah, like, okay. one of these days I'm going to laugh and you're going to come apologize to me. And I will never apologize to you. And he was kind of laughing when he said it, but it was Uh, like, you know, it it is what it is. Right. You've got sometimes, I, I say this all the time. I do think that this is, I digress, take us off topic. I do think this is part of where our society is losing focus is that we believe kids should make choices at too young of an age. There's a reason that they're under our care until they're 18. Their brains aren't fully developed until they're what, 27, 28 mm-hmm. years old. So the fact that we let them make so many choices at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and we're like, no, it's okay. They're, they're 14. They're 16. Nope. Brain, brain is still not near being developed. They're in this house till they're 18. So I'm still going to make some of these choices, whether they like it or not, because I do believe that is the role of the parent in the home is to make those choices. There's a reason that they can't drink. At 16, there's a reason that they can't drive till they're 16. There's a reason that they can't smoke legally until they're 18. I mean, they don't make great choices all the time. Okay. So if you think your kid's making a great choice all the time, you should go talk to someone. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, they're not. Not Eric. You probably kids don't are, want to talk to Don't man. talk to me.
0: You will not <laughs> like what I have to say. Your kids are not making 100% good choices no. all the time. No. I didn't either when I was a kid.
1: Well, that's how you I learn. don't today. That's how you learn, actually, is by making mistakes. You don't learn from doing everything right.
0: And I say to my kids, make your mistakes now while you're in the home so that I can steer you back so that it doesn't get too far gone. So, yes.
1: The other thing is to try to something we try to be mindful of is to try to avoid fixing things. We kind of talked about that earlier with just,
0: <laughs> we, she tries t- to, avoid but fixing I, try things. To f- I, try to I try to fix them.
1: I try to fix things for my kids. Like I do try to, I want to help them. Like I don't want to see them struggle. And that's actually not what they want. They don't want someone to fix it. They just want to be seen and heard. And so it's hard for me to do that as well.
0: Since Hallie passed, it's even harder because you want to take all that pain from your kids. Well,
1: I just feel like they've already dealt with so much. Like I don't want them to struggle with anything and you can't protect them. Like you cannot, you can, you can protect them from some things, but they're all living in this world. You're not around them 24 seven.
0: And then you're taking things from them. If you don't let them make some of those mistakes and have some of that pain in their life.
1: Yeah. Another thing that's hard, I think it's especially hard for moms is like letting them express what they want in a safe place. And a lot of times it's the mom that hears all the raw emotions and sometimes kids take it out on their moms too, because they know they're in a safe place and they know they can be angry at mom and she's still going to love them no matter what. And that's mom, their Moms safe get place. shit on.
0: Okay. Yes. Moms get shit on. You do. Because I hear it Kids think that you're safe and, and they, they can talk to you however they yeah. want. Cause they know you're going to love them when it's over. Cause you're the say, mom,
1: you know, whatever they want. They know I'm going to show up. They know I'm always mm-hmm. going to be there for them no matter what. And the last one uh, we kind of alluded to earlier, too, is just trying to control our emotions, even when it's extremely hard to do, when you're just completely drained and worn out. But doesn't mean we always succeed at that. I lost my... <laughs>
0: when Angie loses it, you know it's I'll time. share
1: this to let other parents feel better, you know, because I know when I... I've shared it with a couple other parents who are like, oh, thank God, I love hearing stories like this because then I don't feel like I'm the only one that loses and my Angie mind. And
0: Angie doesn't lose her mind. It's It takes a lot.
1: But, okay, so...
0: So, you know when she does, it's a big deal. (laughs) When I lose my mind, the kids are like, oh, it's Wednesday? Okay. Uh, (laughs) When she does it, they're like, oh, God, here we go. This isn't good.
1: I can't... I struggle with fighting. And I don't know why. I just... It drives me crazy and makes me sad. And so, the twins are like... People always ask if they get along. And I'm like, well, it's (laughs) love-hate. That's always my...
0: They're either thick as thieves or at each other's throats. Yes.
1: And... They, that particular weekend was this like constant bantering back and forth, like mean stuff that they were saying to them. Mean. And so Friday night, we were at my mom's and they were going at it. And I'm like, okay, get it all out of your system right now because I'm like done with this. And Summer later was like, mom, you know, we're just like kidding. I'm like, Summer, you might feel like you're kidding, but like the mean stuff that you guys say to each other, you have to actually think of. You're thinking those things or you wouldn't that would be so readily available (laughs) for you to say. So I'm like, I just don't like it. Eventually, someone's going to get their feelings hurt. And they do every time. And they do. And then they get mad at each other. So that was Friday night. Saturday night, it was the same thing like at each other's throats. And then we go to church on Sunday.
0: And they're fighting in the church pews before church started.
1: Yes. So we normally sit in like one whole row. And that particular morning, it didn't work out. And so they also get embarrassed easy and we ended up having to be in two rows and they were trying to figure out who was going to sit where. And Summer wanted to sit with Lexi, but Lexi wasn't there yet. So we were telling her to sit behind us. So Lexi and Carson can sit behind us. Chase was sitting up front by me, but they were like not understanding what we were saying. And those two like got into it. And I'm like, oh my God. And I just had it. Like I am a last straw type of person. Like I'll go for months. <laughs> And not be frustrated, but that particular weekend, I'm like sitting in church and I have on this sweatshirt I love from Alexandra and Wells. I know I talk about them all the time, but I absolutely love their clothing line. This one has Hallie's name on it and it has it says, Hallie E. Phillips, you deserve to be remembered. And all I could think about was, oh my God, I'm sitting here with a shirt with my daughter that passed away and next to me is my twins who... Can't even say one nice thing to each other all weekend long. Like, what am I doing? And I just start crying in church. She I literally. And I initially
0: thought it was about serving. And then I realized quickly it wasn't. And this was about kids. I was like, oh, God.
1: I couldn't stop crying. I was so mad. And all, I didn't even... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what church was about. We get in the car and we always go around and say what we learned from the sermon. I'm like, I got nothing. Cause I couldn't pay attention the entire time. All I could think about is what, well, what am I going to do to these kids
0: <laughs> in front of them? And so then she's like, we get home and she's like, Carter, you and Eric can get out of the car. We're leaving. <laughs> and I was like, and Carter's like, Well, I assume that's all about the twins. He goes, frankly, they deserved it. They've been awful. And he (laughs) goes, Angie deserves to take it out on them. That was from Carter, 18-year-old Carter. I'm like, oh, God, here we go.
1: So I drive to this little park in our subdivision because I really just wanted to keep them in the car. Because, you know, moms know you trap them in the car. They can't go anywhere. So I'm like, give me your phones. I'm like, what would your sister say right now about you two? And Summer said, she tells to shut the F up. Yes. Like (laughs) shut the F up. And I'm like, now look at each other. This is who you have. Like eventually your parents will pass away. Your longest standing relationship you have is with your sibling. And all you can do is go at each other. Like talk it out. Like tell, let's talk about what you're frustrated about with each other, because clearly you're irritated. And at the end of the day, they both just want to spend time with each other, but they're not meeting each other where they are. Like Chase wants to hang out with Summer, but he goes in her room. If she's not you know, wanting to pay attention to them, then all he does is aggravate her like a typical brother would do. And then she's done with it and says, get out of my room. And then from it spirals. And they just want to be close, but that they don't know how to, to do that, to interact. And of course, then they were like, well, did you get along with your brothers? I'm like, Shut we are up. not talking about me right now. <laughs> This is you two. Don't deflect that back on me. So I made them.
0: Carter and I went to the gym.
1: I made them do a workout. To, I actually text their trainers. I'm like, who's available today right now? They need to do team building and they need to be worked. The
0: trainer's like, <laughs> hey, crazy lady, we don't focus on team building. Yeah. Who are you talking about? Yeah,
1: they declined that. And then I made them like do a Bible study and I made them each clean, help each other clean their room. So Chase helped Summer clean her room. Then she had to help him clean his room. And it's like, you have to spend five hours together and then I'll give, I'll think about getting your phones back to you. I kind (laughs) of want to hear. And then guess what they did? They made fun of me after that. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out because I had freaking lost it. Like, I'm like, I cannot deal with this. And then they were like, later, she's like, Summer's like, we were laughing at you. I'm like, you know what? I'm a thousand percent okay with you laughing at me. As long as you two are teamed up together laughing <laughs> at me. Because that's all I want is you two to get along. If it means you're making fun of me, I don't care. Oh, golly. So, yeah, I lost my shit with them.
0: I always like it when but, she loses her shit because it means that I didn't have to lose my shit that no. day. And it's like, see? No, but
1: parenting's hard. Then I feel bad. You know, yeah, then then later, she feels bad.
0: I don't feel bad I'm after a like, parent, just God, for the record. I
1: wish I wouldn't have just totally lost my marbles, but I do think it's. I'm good like, for they deserved that. that.
0: I literally, in my mind, I was like, they deserved everything they got from you today. Don't feel I, but bad. But
1: are you like that? Like, I just, I can't handle the fighting.
0: I just think that that needs to be disciplined. Life is hard. They need to understand the hard. And oh, we move on. I think they on.
1: understand the hard. And heart. we give them, we give them a it's lot of like love and a tools. lot of leeway.
0: They get a lot of love and a lot of leeway. They
1: Sometimes need the communication it, tools. That was my biggest thing. You guys have to communicate with each other. You can't just get mad and like name call and say your eyes are too far apart. I mean, that really? was the one thing. I'm like what? <laughs> Forgot that. Well, <laughs> like
0: <it's>, you're twins, and <laughs> you're literally looking at the other. One, your eyes are too far apart.
1: They're okay, but here's the thing: they're twins, but they're not twins. They're
0: not identical. Boy and a they're girl. They're two separate. Totally get it.
1: People, so they're one of them's eyes could be far apart.
0: Okay. All right. We're not saying which one. Okay. But you guys figure it out. <laughs> Bottom line is it's incredibly difficult and, you know, big challenge for you because you give so much to the kids is just like finding time for yourself. By the time you get done working, by the time you get done with kids, like trying to fill your own cup.
1: Yeah. There's nothing left.
0: I'm aware. <laughs> I get the nothing. All right. Yay.
1: That's, that's the biggest challenge is like, how do you, <laughs> how do you write exactly? You'll be all right. Thank you. You'll,
0: you'll get your. That's cup her mantra. Full at he'll, some be point. Be okay. he'll be okay. He'll be okay. She's like, he'll be fine. You're
1: your lower priority th- right now. <laughs> she said it out you loud. It. You know, at some point. I the knew kids it. Are, Listen, you said it out loud. At some point, the kids are going to be out of the house and you're going to have the whole rest of your life stuck with me.
0: I very much so got look to being with You have four years.
1: Four years. Five years. You have five years.
0: If anybody. To will. let
1: the kids. <laughs> Be focused on. After that, kick what the hell? in the
0: balls. Yeah, you're the lower priority. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it to everyone. That's,
1: you know what? I think about every mom would say that. Now the guys don't like that.
0: No, because we love you, and we feel like we're that take doesn't care mean you we don't kids. love you. It feels that
1: That doesn't mean we don't love you. It means <laughs> that our job is to nurture the kids. Your job is to chase us around the house. I guess. <laughs> okay. <That's-
0: laughs> no. uh, the reality is we're all yeah. going to do it wrong. And we are the Clearly, longest, as
1: you can tell, we longest, longest
0: we're episode we've ever been in. And so we are going to wrap it because hopefully some of you are still sticking around for this part, but hopefully we give them the tools they need to face the storm to go into the storm, like the Buffalo, right? Be the Buffalo, go into the storm, because if your kids aren't prepared to go into a storm, that's when problems happen later in life. So we do try to lead by example and Every now and then, lose our shit
1: and just hope they appreciate it one day. They won't appreciate it right now.
0: It's not till they have kids of their yeah. own that much I then have. Then they're learned. gonna
1: be like, "Oh God, I'm sorry."
0: Although my birthday card this week, Carter did say that I was his hero.
1: oh and that's awesome. I will
0: tell you that that made me feel really full. Mm-hmm. It's very Carter doesn't use his words that way. I would yeah. just say, yeah. So coming from Carter was it was meant something because he doesn't use right. his words like that. So
1: that's very cool.
0: Yeah, it was a good one.
1: It's a great way to wrap up.
0: We covered a lot of ground today. So we appreciate those of you that stuck around with us and made it through this entire episode of Blended Blessed, Always a Mess. Next week, Pastor Dave Cover, one of my good friends from The Crossing, will join us. And we're going to be talking about grief, his meditation podcast, which is really good, especially if you're in fight or flight mode. So look forward to having him on next week. In the meantime, we hope you have a wonderful week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessalwaysamess.com.
1: Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.